0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome one, welcome all. It is the NFC East Mixtape, and this is March. This is the greatest crossover event ever attempted in the history of mankind. Uh, you can hear this podcast on all four NFC East platforms at SB Nation, Blog of the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Hogs Haven, Big Blue View for your Cowboys, Eagles, Commanders, and Giants content. I am RJ Ochoa from Blog of the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from Bleeding Green Nation. BLG, happy March to you. RJ,
2: I can't wait to share with the listeners our bracket that we made uh this big field this tournament that we have of something that is definitely real uh, actually no we, we don't have a plan for today's show so that's fun so uh
1: full disclosure like right away just straight up blg and i i thought we had a plan actually last when we stopped recording last week we said we went over something and you said that sounds cool so i actually moved forward with that mm-hmm. assumption and then on tuesday morning the day we record you were like hey what do we talk about this and i was like that's really boring and then you were like what do we talk about this and i was like that's really boring and so um we hated each other's ideas so we decided well it's time to record let's just kind of let's just be and let's figure it out
2: let's riff baby just riffing <laughs> baby in the words of daryl Mori. um it's kind of a tough spot rj to, to to be us i mean obviously it's never a tough spot to be us great jobs and whatnot but in terms of content creation and everything. Uh, we're on the precipice of the combine here. It's just starting out as we're recording. Really, uh, all the interviews and stuff are just about to take place right after we're done recording this. We're recording on Tuesday, March 1st at 11.17 a.m. Eastern the uh, premiere time zone, if you will. So here we are
1: yeah um actually we normally record at 11 a.m central that's kind of like our normal window um and when i first messaged you to set this up again we're really stalling for time um i said let's do 11 a.m central and you said cool that sounds good and i actually said wait a minute that's when mike mccarthy is scheduled to speak so we need to go earlier so we've actually landed the nfc's mixtape in some weird Um, moments so far especially this offseason you know there are people who like survivor that that we you know we both obviously like survivor coming back next week by the way yeah and our show drops on Wednesdays which is survivor days but so we have to wait an entire week to like offer our thoughts on what happened what's more is our show dropped on a Wednesday when the commanders revealed their team name so we literally had to wait an entire week to do that so um, not the best planning as far as our content is concerned it fits the best with our schedule um so just got you know pros and cons it's really the way it works
2: yeah maybe we should reschedule it (laughs) maybe not um i'm looking at twitter here what's what's mike mccarthy gonna say what's he even gonna say of interest anything so i am very very intrigued
1: interested both um to see what mccarthy has to say because this is the first time he's going to speak since he went on the rich eisen show and clapped back at jerry jones he went on and, like himself right like he like yeah. invited himself on or like i mean i don't know that specifically but it was just him and he wasn't like it wasn't during super bowl radio row where he was promoting like you know uh i don't know me yeah <laughs> i mean something it was just mccart it was actually the week after the super bowl it was like this it was like the tuesday after the super bowl it's like two weeks ago almost um that he just showed up and it was like yo i i want to talk and you know spilled a lot of things like completely on his own and so i'm anxious to see if he sings the the company song or if he is his own dude and i i honestly like i've told you a thousand times i want mccarthy to have full autonomy over this season That's not saying I believe in him, but I need to see it. Like, if if we're going to do this, then do it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be Mike McCarthy's team, then be Mike McCarthy's team. And you know what, Mike McCarthy, like, if you're going to go down this season, do it your way, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like, don't go down just, you know, playing the guys that, that Jerry and Steven want you to play oh man dude Steven and I already complained about this on a podcast for our listeners but Steven on Monday was asked about Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence and was like we'll see we you know we we haven't had any of those discussions yet that does not feel good but asked about Zeke literally that guy's a warrior I, I want that guy on my team Um, he's he's great he played through an injury and like the most amazing part of uh, there's two amazing things one is that he said these things like literally a minute apart so, so he's like completely contradicting himself. But what's more is he thinks it's this flex that Zeke played through injury, that they played him through injury despite having Tony Pollard on their team. So I am uh, I am down in the dumps as far as confidence. The only thing I have to hold on to as a sports fan right now, because I'm also a Manchester United supporter, um, is uh, my Detroit Pistons fandom that we were talking about. Um, and that's only looking back on
2: a team that was basically 20 years ago. So uh, good times. Yeah, the Pistons today not not as good. I would say. I believe they're tied for the worst record in the NBA. Um, so not great for that. Uh, what what's going to happen with Amari Cooper and Demarcus? Barnes? I, my
1: personal guess, not a report or anything. My personal guess is they cut them both. I think Mm. they're cutting Amari and Demarcus Lawrence. This is the Stephen Jones cycle. And I've already gotten a lot of content out of this. Like I tweeted it, wrote about it, podcasted about it. But so I'll tell you, Stephen Jones loves to wait. All right. Loves to wait and pay players. Do you realize that he has tagged two different players twice in recent memory? It's hard to do. Like, it, like it's it's a very rare thing for one team to tag a player twice he's done that twice with Demarcus Lawrence and Dak Prescott and then given them both long-term deals thankfully I might add but it, it shows a complete inability to forecast the market on behalf of the person who's supposed to be a professional at this very specific thing he also blinked when Ezekiel Elliott held out I mean Stephen thinks that he's like this grand wizard at negotiating but he loses time and time and time again and so he's now you know talked himself into well you know he loves to talk about pie what's your favorite pie what?
2: um pizza pie
1: mm, what a great answer i was gonna bag on you if you didn't say pecan but that's a great way to answer that uh, i said pizza by the way not pecan i know i was if you had said like pumpkin or something like that i was gonna bag i like on pumpkin you. for dessert yeah but. That's what I'm saying, though. But for, like you came in out of nowhere with pizza. That's a great way to, to and great way to keep it topical with the Pistons
2: well, uh, Arena. Little Caesars Arena. There's actually this kind of pizza where I grew up, uh, RJ. When
1: uh, the moon hits your eye,
2: <laughs> Watch out, you're going to get us uh, DMC eight <laughs> or whatever. Um, uh, it's called Trenton style tomato pie. It's like a pizza, but it's different the sauce is on top it looks like a pizza it's basically very similar but it's a little bit better it's a little bit crispier you can look it up after the show and uh it's some of the best pizza in the united states probably you want a hot universe. take yeah there's no like i
1: don't care about like new york chicago pizza i'm like i don't have a dog in this fight like <laughs> it's all good it's, it's all like, yeah, it's quick. pizza that's what i'm saying like but i will say i prefer i think this is chicago style you're more of a foodie than i am i prefer the thicker kind like i want a thick pizza i don't want this thin that's, and that's oh fair. i got attacked for this last week by the way on twitter um when we talked about it but i want i want like it to be like a pie like i want thick and i i want to eat it with a fork and knife like i want Do it to want be that complicated dish? yeah that's what i'm saying i, I want
2: think- Deep dish is great and too many people bag on it. The internet like hates it, just like they hate like mayo and all this other stuff. I know you're part of that. Um the and, like, gross. A nickel bag and just like it's just a very like yeah. common denominator. It's called A V C C
1: Kirk Cousins, which you would jump on. Yeah, no, that sure. is mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. a different
2: thing. Um, because he gets a lot of praise from a lot of people. But um mm-hmm. anyway, I have a theory about pizza that I've kind of been working on, been crafting it carefully. And I think the best pizza is sauce on top. I think we, we traditionally think of, like, pizza dough, then you put the sauce on, then you put the and cheese. And the no, cheese. I think that's wrong, because I think the sauce is kind of, like, it disrupts the crust texture, I think. And with deep dish, like you're talking about, Chicago style, they actually do cheese on the bottom. It's the dough in the pan, and then they put the cheese down on that, and then they put the sauce on top. And I think because of how, like, the sauce cooks, too, with, like, direct heat right on it, as opposed to underneath the cheese, I think like, there's something to it, like, cooking better. I don't know. I think with – uh with Chicago deep dish, with Detroit style deep dish, which is kind of like really come up and like been a thing uh, in the food world. And I think it's also really good. They also ladle the sauce on top of that pizza. It's not underneath. And then tomato pie, like I said, Trenton style tomato pie. They also sprinkle the sauce on top. So sauce on top, cheese on the bottom. That's the best pizza.
1: I've looked up this Trenton style tomato pie
2: and um... it's thinner, but it's good. It's not like so you're saying you're like thicker, but I think you would like this. The taste is really good. Yeah. This need a ton of it too. You can eat like a whole P like I can eat a whole pizza of almost any kind of pizza. So I'm
1: looking I'm at huge. this one photo and we'll get back to Steven Jones ruining the Cowboys in a minute. Um, <laughs> but it's like all sauce.
2: Is it, I, don't, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. Like no, cuz there's a there's a, like that's where tomato pie can get a little tricky cuz in Philly tomato pie is more of just like an actual maybe like square, rectangular kind that's of That's what I'm looking bread. at. It's like it looks no. like a pool,
1: like a pool no. where the water is sauce and then there's just like no. a little bit of cheese sprinkled on top.
2: No, 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 no. That's that's a different kind of tomato pie. This is that's why I said specifically Trenton style tomato pie
1: that's a big pizza pie that's some more actually oh. people used to say that's amari uh that was like a thing like hmm. when the cowboys frustrated like that's Samari. transition and, king and steven wants to kill that um why so, like why but, so why is, so that's it that's his thing yeah. like he 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 you know loves to like refuse to pay players and then overpay players and then talk about how they're taking up too much percentage of the pie and then feel like well we need some salary cap space why do they need salary cap space because blg the cowboys take big swings at free agents every single year no they need salary cap space to just like hoard um and sign their value guys like and some of those you know pan out like this this past season they got a few of them like carlos watkins and Jaron curse but that doesn't happen every single year uh but it did you know which is only going to validate his theory and then they get an influx of talent and then those guys reach a point where they need new contracts so soon enough it will be micah parsons and he will drag his feet on that and then he will overpay him and then he'll be somebody who takes up too much percentage of the pie and then they'll have to do something there and so it's just like like look i mean i don't want to talk about quarterback contracts like i'm so grateful that's not a part of my life this offseason but steven is here like oh man well you know when your quarterback's taking up 40 million dollars you know you can only do so much that's true steven but if you had had the foresight three years ago you wouldn't be paying him 40 million dollars you'd be paying him like 36 million dollars and it'd be like well in the past by now but because you don't know how to do this That's where you're setting things up to fail. I mean, they literally said, BLG, he did on Monday, you know, he he effectively said they know they can kick the can down the road with restructures, and you shouldn't do every restructure. But And he said, but but we don't want to do that. Imagine you're Mike McCarthy. (laughs) And and you know, like, your season's on the line, and they're like, dude, I think we're going to get rid of Amari and Demarcus Lawrence. But uh, good
2: luck. Um, You know, we'll see you later, coach. That would suck. Do you want Amari and or Demarcus Lawrence gone? I don't. I like mean, do you think it's the right move for the team?
1: No, like I'm not gonna sit here and like die on the Amari or tank kills. But I mean I think they're both very good players. Again, like where they rank within the like you know spectrum of like best Cowboys players to worst Cowboys players, I don't exactly know. But they're both top seven players at the absolute worst and the team is much better with them than without them what's more is there is uncertainty at both of those positions this offseason at wide receiver michael gallup is a free agent cedric wilson and noah brown are both free agents obviously lower level players but still important and randy gregory's a free agent at defensive end and they don't want to commit Micah parsons to playing pass rusher full time and like if you wanted to do that i still would think it was dumb but at least you have an answer but like there is a world where not just world not just amari cooper and michael Gallup are both gone from your receiver room but demarcus lawrence and randy gregory are both gone from your defensive end rotation so i don't see how that makes you good Uh, let alone I don't see how that jives with Jerry Jones I'm so mad I would do anything to win a Super Bowl no like and that's why when all these Cowboys fans bought that line after the season ended they were like well Jerry's pissed man watch out he's gonna do something they haven't done anything and what's more is they're only going to strip away from this team that already wasn't good enough that's my rant
2: that's Amare it's kind of funny how quickly things can change and I think you talked about this or someone did on BTB recently about how oh man look at the Cowboys they have Amari Cooper then they draft CeeDee Lamb and then Michael Gallup's a good player too and now it's like I mean I guess you're gonna resign Gallup if you don't bring back Amari Cooper but I mean he's still gonna be a free agent that Um, was that was me
1: that wrote what you're talking about and uh, two years ago, when they drafted CD, it was like, well,
2: they could all go
1: for a thousand yards, like in a, in a season. And granted, Dak got hurt, and then that was you know the first season because we we've only gotten twelve games with all three, and that's football. Like you you right. can't expect like that things are ever gonna go your way but so we've only gotten 12 games so the first season only amari went over a thousand yards but again dak only played five games not even five four games and the second season michael gallup missed a lot of time amari cooper missed time CeeDee lamb missed a game they all missed some time but cd lamb did go over a thousand yards so in six total opportunities you know two for each of them You only have 2,000 yard seasons or 1,000 yard seasons to show for it. They're seven and five in the 12 games that they have played with those players uh, and Dak Prescott for what it's worth. And most of those wins are against the NFC East.
2: Woo baby. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I had an Eagles thing that uh, I wanted to share with you. I was actually talking to uh, stats about the other night because Mm -hmm. um, uh, he sent me this article that I I had already read at the time from football outsiders. Big flex. I don't know if you saw. Oh, this.
1: is, it, oh no! Wait a minute. Is this the uh, the thirty two fan base delusions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Mike Taylor. I sent Ooh. that to him, and then okay. he tried to pawn it off to you. Is like, look at this cool thing I found. Wow, the audacity! Wow. But <laughs> it was Seeing great.
2: The sausage gets made here. Oh, but
1: so I know this. This is something that I've been
2: saying is what well, you're about to talk about. Okay, okay,
1: let's sing the songs of RJ now. Let's go.
2: Well, I think this is a little bit of a straw man, and I like Mike. Don't get me wrong. I think Mike is a really good writer uh i'd say we're friendly but this idea who that, wrote like, the
1: article you're talking about just yes i that was about
2: outsiders point. uh about 32 fan delusions the one for the eagles is like the delusion is that howie roseman sucks and there's some stuff in there about like oh he's not a football guy do i ever say that that's never my criticism of him my criticism of mm-hmm. him is i think he outsmarts himself a lot mm-hmm. um and i also think that mm-hmm. he isn't honest with and the eagles as a collective, I've been saying this for a while, are not honest about how they evaluate themselves. Like this idea that, oh, they missed the playoffs just once in the last five years, like that sounds really good on paper. But when you kind of like drill down into it a little bit deeper, and I want to give credit to Shil Kapadia here, uh friend of the SB Nation NFL show, also friend of BGN radio and kind of just I would say a friend of mine. Um so not friend of the mixtape, just
1: you know, this is cool. Well, him whose on. fault is that? If he's if he's your friend in all these capacities, whose fault is that?
2: I'm not blaming you. It's my fault, but I'm saying we should get him on at some point. Anyway, the point of this argument is that, and, and stick with me for a little bit here because it's, it's a long walk maybe, but, uh, or maybe it's not. The Eagles have played 65 games since winning the Super Bowl. RJ. Where do you think they rank in terms of point differential and winning percentage? I, I don't need exact rankings. That's maybe the that hard, but like, where do you think like, you know, like middle, of the third pack. Of the yep, middle of the league? Yep. Because
1: if I like, I'm, re- I'm refreshing, like I'm, I'm going through it in my mind, like the season since 2018, I wouldn't say they limped into the playoffs, but they got into the playoffs somewhat strongly I mean, uh, off of Nick Foles at the end. And then they, they have they a, literally
2: they have a, they were, they were in week 17 and they needed the bears to win with, with no reason to play their starters. Right. And the they, Vikings, lost, they, Stewart they, they beat the, Kirk they beat
1: cousins led Vikings. Right. Yeah, um, and then they beat the bears in the playoffs off the double dork. Right. So, okay. And that's Fest also like
2: going back to that, by the way, like everyone talks about how if Alshon didn't drop that pass, they make the super bowl again. Well, it's like, Does not kind of even out though with the double doink it's like you got oh yeah like the double doink and you got unlucky with all thing. it's not like that evens out it's not like oh you're just terrible
1: luck people never look at that like i think a great example i always think about this but the 2014 playoffs so you've got um like if you start at the beginning the, uh, the Anthony Hitchens flag gets picked up against Detroit for the Cowboys, and the Cowboys win that game. And then the next week, the Dez catch happens. So the Cowboys right. are then on the wrong end of that. And then the next week, the Packers have like 18 things go wrong against the Seahawks in the NFC Championship game. And then in the Super Bowl, they have the not run with Marshawn Lynch and Malcolm Butler picks it off, and, and the Seahawks lose. So it's like you that, that that will always kind of that's the way football works and life works. Mm-hmm. It'll always kind of balance itself out. But so hang on, moving on. 2019, yep. they win the division like kind of barely and i would say that's because dallas like collapsed with you know on the the final legs of jason garrett and carson wentz got all the credit for that like oh he took all these practice squad receivers and blah blah and you know greg ward jr he's a san antonio commander and soon enough they'll be washington commanders and so but then they get embarrassed in the playoffs uh by the seahawks and then 2020 just kind of a total and complete failure. And this year only made the playoffs as the new added wildcard team. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of hollow. I agree.
2: Like they are 18th in point differential and 19th in winning percentage to put exact figures on it. They're just, my thing has been like, they're mediocre and irrelevant from a league wide landscape. Like not really talking about them on the SB nation NFL show, unless like maybe I'm involved or like, you know, some kind of connection to that, but like better point, like, I read, you know, Football Morning in America by Peter King and Albert Breer's Monday morning quarterback every week. And the Eagles are, like, barely in there. And if they are, it's very, like, tangentially. It's not even, like, directly about them. They're, like, maybe referenced. Um, And that's, like, over a consistent amount of time. It's not just, like, recently. And that might change coming up here with these first-round picks, but I'll get to that. Um, Like, this idea, though, that, like, Howie Roseman is actually great and everyone is an idiot who criticizes him. I mean, the Eagles, in the last four seasons, RJ, they've played – 48 games against teams that aren't the Giants and the Washington football team who've been largely a disgrace for the most part. They are 19 and 29 in those games. They have four straight seasons without a top 10 DVOA finish. Maybe you're not the biggest DVOA. you are talking fan. about overall DVOA. Yeah, overall DVOA, gotcha. like not just like a single unit, like overall DVOA, right. four straight seasons without a top 10 finish. Why is that significant? It's because it's the first time in franchise history since 1984 to 1987 that that has happened. Like, like, isn't that kind of a signal that this isn't this amazing era? And maybe there should
1: be criticism here. I think. I mean, you're doing this, but I think we tend to live in these like extremes. So, like, like we we love to say, and I say this seriously. Like, it it can like multiple things can be true. And so, and I know you're not saying like, "Hi, Roseman's an imbecile." I know that's not the take. But like, think like you mentioned like how the eagles are somewhat insignificant whatever like who who like i'm just going to rip off some teams in the nfc okay these are the teams that i would categorically say have been far more successful than the eagles in this stretch of time tell me if you disagree with any of them the rams i would put the bucks there just because if you win a super bowl like even if it's just one year you know you get that but we did have the second season obviously of tom brady the packers we agree with that right those three for sure yeah for sure i would put i would put the saints there if we're talking since like 2017 ish um, because that was kind of the tail. I mean, that was the the great it draft what, class,
2: three straight thirteen win seasons or whatever. Right.
1: So I would put the Saints there. So there's four. I would probably put the Seahawks there still. I know that the last few years have left a, a kind of bad taste in our mouth. Um, with they with beat the, the Russ in the playoffs,
2: a right? Years ago. Yeah. And so
1: did the Saints too. I mean, to that point. But mm-hmm. so okay, so we're we're up to five teams now. But tell me if any of these teams, maybe the 49ers too. Yeah, so six teams, six teams. Yeah, definitely easily. the 49ers. Okay. <laughs> but none of these and like maybe the cowboys are kind of equal with the the eagles in this sense like i think that since in the time since the eagles won the super bowl so 2018 right 2018 to now i think they're both well ahead of these nfc franchises the cardinals and tell me if you disagree cardinals falcons panthers vikings bears lions washington and the giants easily right yeah so like you're you're right and like, like you're right that's though. mediocre there's no but like that of them and the six teams below them or whatever but my, my point is like it's kind of like everyone's mediocre like there's no like even, okay, the te- even the teams we listed the the Packers the Bucks the Rams the Saints the Falcons and the Seahawks or the, the 49ers and the Seahawks Sorry, there's two Super Bowls from from that to show for like the like we love to trash the NFC East I don't know if you heard this BLG, but people caught the NFC least because it sucks uh but the nfc as a whole kind of sucks like that that take is not out there like we love to focus on the nfc west and how they have you know it's so great it's so competitive blah, blah blah but like that are you that means... murray's agent all of a sudden oh yeah oh, two time pro <laughs> bowler double whatever so lame toughest division okay. in sports <laughs> but the nfc as a whole is kind of weak and has been really in that time i mean like The Saints dominated it without even winning the NFC. The Packers haven't won the NFC. The Rams have won it the most times of anybody in this stretch of time and did it once with an awful quarterback. I mean, so like it's it's kind of a ho-hum conference where if you are occasionally really good, which I think is the case for Howie Roseman, you are one of the better, more elite people by product of the circumstances around you.
2: I mean, I just think it's crazy how it's like he's actually a top five GM or he deserves I think he is. I, I think he is because because like there's so tore- much
1: mediocrity around him. Like okay. as as far as his competition.
2: All right, but he tore down this team and is now getting credit for like, oh, he did such a good job last year. It's like, well, like it didn't need to be in a rebuild if he freaking like was better at sustaining it. Like he tore it down in a way that gets forgiven because it's like well he was trying to maximize the super bowl window. Well, it's like okay, well first of all, he misjudged the timing on that and second of all, his execution of that was terrible. So he doesn't like get credit for like trying something like it was it wasn't like he was trying to do this brilliant thing it just didn't work out. Like no, like it, it didn't work out cuz he made a lot of bad decisions and there are concerns moving forward about okay maybe he's good at like starting a rebuild and starting things over but like what are the eagles going to do once they get to the point where they're ready to contend can he get them and can he maintain he's shown the ability to build can he maintain i don't know like, i don't i don't think we know the answer to that so yeah i'm not trying to say he's an imbecile i have a question for you though related mm. to all this and this is the one that shield posed too what Friend is more the likely mixtape what is more likely for the eagles in 2022 they make the divisional round where they miss the playoffs hmm. let's <laughs> miss the playoffs
1: no i i disagree because like i think if you make the playoffs like if if we think they're a playoff team then the answer is the division round, right because at that point you're just one you know one win away if you know if you're not the one seed and i mean again if we're playing like what's more likely playing off of likelihoods and probabilities and whatever we love to talk about how this division hasn't had a repeat champion since 2004 and so if if we live in that world where the cowboys don't win the division and i just sat here and crapped all over them are the Commanders winning? <laughs> are the Giants winning it? I mean, I mean you can still win it and not make it to the division. No, but but that. that's why. Even like you're right, that's possible. But for that reason, I would I would take that is more likely because mm. I think that the Eagles are the most likely non-Cowboys team to win the division, well, sure. and that that puts them one game away from achieving that. So I would say that.
2: Who do you think is more likely out of the Giants and the Washington to win the, the division? Yeah, the Giants,
1: because I think it's. Um, To be clear, I don't think any of these things are likely. But I think it's more likely that Daniel Jones sees a Josh Allen-like bump from Brian Dable than it is that Washington finds a quarterback to take them to the next level. You know what I mean? Do you agree?
2: Yeah.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience
1: On the subject of Washington, um, I saw this a little while ago. Oh, actually, I saw this. Like, this has been all over the place. That the commanders are going to take a big swing at a quarterback. Brandon, they want Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or, I mean, whoever the case is going to be. But we talked about this last week. How um, there's this like social media thought that because Russell Wilson changed his profile photo on Twitter to a photo of him in high school when he Played high school football in Virginia, that he is headed to like I, I love stuff like this. Like I I love connecting loose social media dots. This is way beyond anything I would ever do. Uh but uh Russell was on the Today Show on Tuesday. Did you know this? You a big Today Show fan? No. What's your favorite good morning show? Your good morning America or today show in, in the, really, the battle?
2: I don't really watch any of those anymore. I used to be a good morning America person. Uh that would was that on before or after Regis and Kelly? I used to watch some Regis and Kelly. I remember it's, being like home at, at in the summer and and have watching that. So
1: I've shown you this before. I have um this is not an ad, but I have Fubo and uh, as my TV provider, and I have an Apple TV as the device that like powers that. And there is a function where you can have a quad screen, so you can have like four things on it. I actually have that on behind quad you. box and um so i you know i normally have like you know good morning football on one i've generally got espn on one golf channel on the other and so you know to keep me keep me aware of the events in the world i have a morning show on i am team good morning america um so seems like you are Mike as well and, man, right uh yeah well and regis and it's not regis and kelly you know, it's uh ryan and kelly uh comes on after rest good in peace america, Reg- right um so um Russell was Russell Wilson was on our rival show uh, on the day today's show on Tuesday and our was asked, show. "Well, we're we're Team Good Morning America, uh, by the way." NFC mixtape okay. listeners, are you Team Good Morning America or Team? <laughs> Today's show, uh, let us know on Twitter. Brandon is at Brandon Gunn. I am at RJO Use hashtag show since everybody loved the hashtag. No, thing. you can't no.
2: <laughs> this is so you can't do this because it's so bad when you click on it and it's just a bunch of crap. <laughs> you want to see other people, like listeners okay. want to find other <laughs> listeners and maybe engage, or at least we can track it better. It has to be like um, you know, uh hashtag watch. Hasht-
1: how about how about this? Hashtag mixtape morning because it's a morning okay. show. Good job. Here we go.
2: you Mixtape morning.
1: <laughs> All right uh so uh blg and i are firmly team good morning america um you know are you uh team today show but russell wilson was on the today show and was asked about going to washington as in um you know dc and he said i'm from richmond i know what you mean i got people hitting me up every day all my friends and all that from the east coast why aren't you doing it in his voice oh i'm sorry i got this i got this I'm from Richmond, I I know what you mean. I got people hitting me up every day. All my friends and all that from the East Coast, but, Seattle's the place to be. I'm at right now, and I love it. I, I love it. Seattle, go Hawks, baby! I mean, you know, because because over on, on the West Coast, I mean, we you know we call ourselves the West. You know, Cali gets the the West Coast vibes. L.A. I know the the Rams won the Super Bowl, but you know we're the West Coast too. You you see it on Sunday Night Football, right? We we throw the fish at at the at the place, and and we we've got the the you know Starbucks and and Grey's Anatomy is is and you know what's funny uh, is is Grey's Anatomy is actually on ABC, and that's that's Good Morning America. I know I'm here on the Today Show is NBC, you know whatever, but but Sunday Night Football on nbc shout out mike Tarico, baby uh but but yeah so go go hawks and uh yeah no no to the commanders yeah go hawks baby that's what he said yeah
2: um
1: but yeah so why would anybody want to go there
2: i mean money <laughs> the only thing they can offer like in theory the but only not thing actually.
1: i think the only thing they can offer is terry mclaurin that's it like and and like cool you have a wide receiver to throw to you have that on a lot of teams who would we rather there. have terry mclaurin or dk Metcalf and tyler lockett
2: uh, well wait both i mean if you're you know well yeah you know, I mean, you, anyone is taking Metcalf and lockett i think right they we're well, just terry mclaurin yeah well
1: that's the situation that, sure. that russell's in you you kind of like touched on this but you didn't totally get there and that's what i'm here for to take this thing across the goal line this mm-hmm. is truly a battle of the washington football teams like it you I mean, know it's really what this is about, the original which washington, washington is superior?
2: football team versus the former Washington football team mm. now um so in a way not uh yeah, Russ isn't going there um. I was thinking if we were going to talk about the biggest needs, well, hang or- on. Sorry.
1: No, hang on. Before you okay. go there, there, um, the hogs Haven Twitter account tweeted mm-hmm. out, uh, everybody go to hogs Haven for your Washington commanders content, uh, on Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning is also a retail store. Just so everybody is aware of that. Uh, I'm just going to read the tweet uh, on Twitter at hogs Haven. Mitch Trubisky is rapidly gaining traction as plan B. If <laughs> Washington strikes out on Rogers, Wilson or Watson per team sources, Trubisky, <sighs> Would very likely be paired with a rookie quarterback that worked out very well for him uh but they just don't view him as a bridge option think he was a bad fit in nagy's offense so now we're blaming matt nagy (laughs) that is so i hate this 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 is your thing like sometimes bad people bad bad people are bad that's it like it doesn't have to be one person's fault that's it i mean
2: you know carson didn't the carson wentz thing just disprove all of that like, oh, he was just a bad fit with Doug Peterson in Philly. I get him back to Frank Reich because it would be totally fine. No, he wasn't.
1: The Carson Wentz thing is amazing, dude. Like, I I think it's, I don't think the Colts are roasted enough for what they did with this. I don't, I don't think, think the Colts Wentz are roasted, roasted enough, enough in enough general. Still. I, I because, went on a Colts diatribe on Monday Football Monday on the Explanation it. NFL show. I hate the Colts now.
2: I agree with you that Ballard and Reich are skating off too easy. I, I think Wentz is getting off too easy a little bit, just based in terms of, the not from a Colts perspective they're obviously throwing him under the bus but i saw like bill barnwell's uh article or whatever Mm -hmm. for like what all afc like one the one thing that all the afc teams should do and it was like keep carson wentz because actually he wasn't that bad i've seen a lot of this actually he wasn't that bad like you have to look beyond the stats people like like the numbers look great sure but like they were running the ball almost less than any other team because they couldn't trust him to throw i will say this
1: he he's like i categorize not that bad as like a club right like there's there are a lot of people in the not that bad club wentz garoppolo trubisky uh dalton you know what i mean and so like if like if you have one of them you have all of them that was my argument on monday football yeah. monday like so you shouldn't you shouldn't cut Wentz just to go get one of those mm. guys was, was my only point point. and that again i'm not like caping for Wentz, but that's just
2: like that's just where they are but they made this bed yeah i mean i'm not cutting Carson Wentz so you can trade for Jimmy G correct but, but that I mean, would be
1: the move that would literally be like it It would cost so like for the Colts it would it would cost this you know dead cap hit from Wentz and whatever draft compensation and they already don't have a first round draft pick because of the Wentz trade to to like make a lateral move at best like you know what I'm saying like for for Garoppolo like what like that's stupid um so whatever somehow this turned into a conversation about the Colts uh, which is sad, but that's who Washington is. They're just that uninspiring. Like they are so insignificant, dude. I mean, like, just blah. I feel bad for Stabby.
2: Outside of quarterback, which is their obvious biggest need. And yes, I also feel bad. No, I don't really feel bad, but I mean, uh, it's too bad for him, is what I will say. Um they need a second receiver. I mean, like it's Terry oh, but dude, Curtis and-
1: Samuel was awesome for Ron Rivera in <laughs> Carolina. He was awesome. They're going to be awesome. They're one of the best wide receiver duos in the NFL. Up there was, with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown.
2: That was so dumb. Like, we called that from the jump. Like, we picked Curtis Samuel, right? Really, I called
1: it. You kind of jumped on board, but yes, we did call I
2: it. I mean, I think I, I was never, like, in, I never understood, like, Curtis Samuel hype. Like, I never, I just never understood that. Um, do you know who was uh, Washington's leading receiver last year? It was Terry McLaurin, right? But who was their second leading receiver? hmm can like, the fact that you don't even like can't even venture a guess at the top was it, is speaks to the the point here it wasn't logan thomas i'll give you i was point, gonna guess logan thomas because he was hurt a lot
1: well i I mean still i mean um yeah was it antonio gibson
2: it was not who was it it was jd mckissick a running back that is so sad second, oh my i know there's like, like wow. a journeyman running back but well, not even
1: I, like their top running back like do you remember yeah. when, speaking of like, and th- again, we do this or it's like people love to like take the Carolina things and apply them to Ron Rivera in Washington. People do that with like any person that has changed, you know, scenes or whatever. But like, remember the take in the preseason? It was like, well, Ron Rivera wants to use Antonio Gibson the way he used Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. Right. <laughs> like, it was so stupid that that That's was a something thing.
2: That gets like shared on Instagram and is like, get gets to the eye, the, you know, the googly eye emojis and people are like, oh, watch out yeah but jd mckissick outpaced him in terms of receiving yards let me read you the rest of washington's like top eight or whatever it is here receiving leader so terry mclaurin over a thousand obviously a great player jd mckissick second adam humphreys with, with under 400 yards by the way 97 oh. yards um, after that adam humphreys deandre carter antonio gibson ricky seals jones john bates cam sims I, Thomas, I was gonna players, guess cam
1: 16. sims as second wow yeah oh my gosh
2: well i mean he was he's fourth on if we're just talking about wide receivers so <laughs> why do you say wide. why was the
1: emphasis on wide like there's like like, like actual like, just not like, 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 like long receivers thin well, receivers
2: like, like actual receivers and not running backs or tight ends
1: hmm. uh, um wow yeah there you go S- sad dude i i really think the giants are turning it around a little bit I'm, I'm a little bit bummed about this i i wrote something over the weekend um that it was a poll at blogging the boys and it was which team are you more afraid of right now as a cowboys fan that's eagles obvious. or giants and I didn't an inc- eagles well i didn't include commanders for obvious reasons um but and my whole premise was the answer is eagles today but long term it's the giants like i i i'm not saying like the giants are building a monster like that's not my my take no. here but i do think they're stabilizing and i think they're at the, like if they reach normal mediocrity that's bad news like because then that two game yeah. sweep for dallas and philly every year is a one game split and now
2: you're stuck yeah i mean the expect, it's all about expectation and expectation well i actually so you low. know
1: what i i'm sorry because the eagles already split with the giants the eagles lost this to joe was judge I was last say. season they did that, that last wow. year and this the year. eagles lost to joe judge i just want wanted you know, in case you didn't say that the eagles lost to a joe judge led team twice last
2: this last season and the year before that he owns the Philadelphia Eagles. He's Go from judge. he's from Philly, and he's back in New England now. Um, oh, rise! That's the only judge that gets that. You know what
1: baseball's lockout and everything. So, <laughs> I bet you love Aaron Judge. I bet you love that.
2: Um, I've said the Yankees out of all the New York teams. I don't. If I have to like pick one New York team that I don't hate, and it sounds crazy because everyone would probably take the Yankees because you know obnoxious bunch of Cowboys fans as well. Um, like, I just think they're. Well, part of it too is I. Again, I grew up in an area where I would go to Trenton Thunder games, and they were like the double A affiliate of the Yankees. So, like, you know, I saw like Bernie Williams. Um, and some. Isn't of the Trenton the players. capital of New Jersey? It is. Look at me! Wow. Okay. Nice geography by you. What's the capital <laughs> of uh, Idaho?
1: Des Moines. No, that's no. Iowa. Big, um, big whiff. Uh, they like I've always like I'm not the only person but, like they're the same state in my mind.
2: You know? Idaho <laughs> like, in Iowa
1: yeah like I blend them like even a, close they're the same like part
2: of the map you know what not I mean? even like, not even close they're in do the you know same I, neck of the woods do you know like, what Idaho is
1: it's the same way that um like everything in the northeast all the tiny ones that need the lines on maps to like show you the name all those are the same place to me name like, a state
2: I do- that borders uh Idaho Montana okay yeah <laughs> there we go name a state Idaho. that borders Iowa montana <laughs> no not even close nevada uh what's your favorite uh northeastern state
1: um massachusetts
2: why it's Patriots, the only one i've been yeah.
1: to yeah it's the only one i've been to i loved you know I, I i mean i also like i'm sure there's like some you know eliteness or you know pretentiousness here i don't know what like qualifies as the northeast like i'm very you know unaware of this. So like, I yeah. like is, is like Pennsylvania, Northeast state. You know what I mean? Like I loved Pittsburgh when, uh, my dad and I went to a, the Cowboys Steelers game, uh, in 2016, I I loved that. I don't think that qualifies, but is like almost like the South to me. <laughs> I, I loved, loved Massachusetts. Like, I mean, like obviously a lot of like American history, the food was great. We had some, it was cold and some clam chowder, you know what I mean? Had some great seafood. Like, you know, I, and I think like when I think of like, you know, I think of like a summer movie where they're like, we gotta go to the coast, the east coast. Like we're you know, they're going there. You know what I mean? Like, like Jaws, yeah. Is that where Jaws takes place? I've never seen Jaws. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Look at you, King of References, now.
2: Uh yeah. I watch all the movies and TV shows now. Um Yeah. Wow,
1: okay. Uh, you, else so you say? like the
2: Yankees. I, my take on that is I don't hate the Yankees as much as other people do, especially my, from Philly.
1: My take on that is as your friend, my read is that of the Philly teams, the Phillies are the one you are least passionate about.
2: So, um, I mean, it kind of depends on the, the moment. I would say I'm more interested in the Phillies right now, slightly. But more than the Flyers, the Flyers are just, like, directionless and don't have any interesting there's, – there's literally no reason. So maybe this is, like, how some Washington fans feel or Giants fans have felt. Like, there's literally no reason to watch the Flyers because, like, they don't have any young players. There's no, like, vision. Like, wh- when the Sixers were really bad and they went through the process and they were tearing it down, I watched all those games because I still had fun because I, like – I understood there was a vision here. Like, we have young players. We're going to be bad on purpose. We're all bu- – but we're building towards something. There's at least a long-term plan in place. Like, with the Flyers – And like for Washington and some of these directionless teams, like what's the reason to watch? Like, what, what do you hang your hat on? There's nothing. Anyway, um,
1: the giants getting it, getting it turned around. Sucks, sucks to see.
2: Yeah. I mean, again, it's all about expectation. Like I was saying here at the start and they have such a low low bar to clear. I'm going to be
1: so depressed and look, I love Zeke and I don't want to turn into like cut Zeke cuts. That's not my point, but I'm going to be so depressed as just somebody who's rooting for the Cowboys to like figure out the process to use that word that you just did. I know you used it because it was like the process. like that word had never been used before ever in the history of language. But, uh, but anyway, I'm going to be so depressed when the giants cut Saquon.
2: Before I was going to say you were like circling around this and I was thinking in my head, circling around I,
1: like jaws, yeah, circling Duh. around like
2: jaws, by the way, James Harden Duh. and uh, Joel Embiid looking very good. Feeling Jaws very good about that Jaws and B that doesn't make any sense. Um, What's like the move to you that makes you go, oh no, like the Giants? Like they, they cut fe- Saquon, they- they fe- yeah, right? Like, well, if, I think if, it would be like trading him. It's like you trade even for anything, like even if they can get like a seventh or a sixth, yeah. Fan. Well, it's like I again, I find like that, that
1: speaks to Hallie Roseman, who you called an imbecile. That he got a first round pick for Carson Wentz, like, <laughs> like that's a am- third, yeah, that's amazing. That he got anything, um, is it, amazing, but I mean, it again, like you're right, if they trade it, it. It only bolsters the idea in my mind, but if they cut, I, I would almost actually be more impressed if they cut him because it, it would be. It I would don't be think an that's going to happen, but it would be an acceptance. It would be an acceptance of we just have to move on. Like, that's mm-hmm. what's best for our team. And that's what the Cowboys won't do. And that's not only applicable to Zeke. But I mean, that would that would trouble me the most as a Cowboys fan from the perspective of they are understanding the right way to think. And yeah. that would suck a lot. Um, so, and then you want to talk about like googly eye emojis. Like it would be like you know the Jets are interested in Saquon. Although Michael <laughs> Thomas was awesome last year, but you know like who 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 would be the t- the Forty Niners are interested in Saquon? The Dolphins. Ky- Kyle Shanahan would would use him. He finally have an elite running back in his offense instead of Raheem Mostert and you know all these other people. Um, <laughs> That's only one I could think of at the top of my head. Who actually played for Miami as well. But um cool. Um let's predict that. If Saquon is not a giant next season, he is a what?
2: Dolphin. Mike McDaniel. Uh is there any like no, I guess not. Was I, I was thinking like like Penn State? State. Um not really. James Franklin. No. <laughs> He's
1: a Seahawk. He's a Seahawk. With I Russ. mean,
2: that's like that's the right vibe, but uh, I think they're gonna resign Penny. After he had that stretch down the year, and I think they're gonna make him their guy, and they still have Chris Carson, I guess too. I don't know what's up with him because his contract's gonna be up. I don't know. I haven't nah. paid attention to that.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, Saquon, he just, you know, I, I watch his games in college, and I mean, it's 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 remarkable. I mean, it, you know, you you think it, and you don't say. I mean, he reminds. He's gonna Barry bring up things. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and you know, I, I, I'm a big Ten guy. I mean, you know, and so I I, I never root for him against Wisconsin or anything, but you know. But, but I mean, against Ohio State and Michigan, I mean, the, the big house. I mean, man, I mean, you know, it's, and, and they, they had some great backs there. I mean, you know, Miles Sanders was great, but Saquon, I mean, he's just another. I'm, – I'm just excited. It's, it's a privilege to, to turn around and, and you know, I I get to hand the ball off to him, and, and we got these, these great offensive linemen blocking for us and these great receivers downfield blocking and these, these great coordinators coordinating. And, you know, then we'll score a touchdown, great kicker, kicking field goals. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's
2: – go Hawks, baby. If Russell Wilson gets traded to the giants, which I don't think he will, but if he does, how quickly does he adopt a New York accent? <laughs> that totally um, happens, right?
1: Yeah. I, I actually will posit a different question to you. And this, uh, this hinges on baseball being played, but, <laughs> but how quickly is Russell at a Yankees game? I mean, it's a, it's like the next day. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, like, yeah, right. <laughs> he's
2: throwing out the first pitch the next day. Like, it's yeah.
1: literally the very next day. So, um, yeah! Wow, that'd
2: be awesome. Um, he, he'll do that with any team he goes to, though. Probably they're like no, if, assuming it, they've it, a no, not not
1: to the not to the that level of speed, like the the Yankees. Not to, to that hit.
2: level, but it will happen. And then, he,
1: and then he'd be like in his, you know, in his interview there when he's being interviewed and he's wearing the like Yankee jersey. He'd be like you know, now now I just got to go go to the garden, you know, and, and I want I want to sit next to Spike. And, you know, I, <laughs> Sierra and I, we, we have some projects we're in the works. I would I'd lo- I'd love making films. I mean, I, I love I've been a producer on some things. I was I was in the Entourage movie. I mean, I would love to just, you know, just just be around that greatness. You know, and that, that, that's 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 the greatness we're looking to bring to the Giants. I mean, you know, is, is that great? You know, go Blue.
2: Wouldn't it be a crime, like if Russ doesn't end up in the NFC now, based on like how much we (laughs) talk about him here? And also, almost a kind of a crime that uh, you didn't get to interview him. Although Stats obviously did a good job when he interviewed Russell Wilson for the Espionation NFL Show. But like, I almost need you. I wish we could get him on the mixtape somehow, and uh, you could just interview him in his voice. I think that'd be really good.
1: It would be Russ interviewing Russ.
2: I mean, you know what I mean? (laughs) You might like it. I think he's like. For all the crap that Russ gets about being like kind of like a robot and weird, and like understandably so, like I don't know, like he was pretty good with stats like he Dude. he played with stats and he threw it right back at him. like he wasn't like a lot of because a lot of players I feel like would like shut that down or like be like like just kind of like not understand what was happening.
1: I realize Russ has become like the official meme of the mixtape, but <laughs> to be very clear, I love Russell Wilson. Like, think about it. Like his worst quality is that he's too like corny and cheesy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's a great person. He's a great player. He's a great, like, you know, if you want to I play, he he's was a great, great, when he was he's a great role model. Like he's perfect. He's like the perfect face of an organization. Like I love Russell. He's, he's my favorite non-cowboy in the NFL.
2: And so, I mean, it was Jersey. Yeah. I did. And speaking of like, you guys were talking about uh, all the broadcast moving pieces on, uh, uh, on the look ahead last week i mean russell wilson i don't think is there just yet i think he still has a lot of good football in him but i mean i think he's gonna oh, be dude. really good like he was i liked him a lot i was so i was surprised when because he was on i think with the first the the first Manning cast of the year, or right? Like the second one, if I'm not mistaken, it was it
1: was the um, the Raiders Ravens, yeah. So it night was camp. the first then. And well, Duke, and it like that was the first time that Eli became invisible. Like it, yeah. it was, just Russ and Peyton yep. like going back and forth, and it was awesome. Totally with I,
2: I was shocked too because you know you you have this perception of Russ like oh he's not going to say much. He's kind of like, like he's going to be boring. But no, he was like he was great. I was like wow, this is like really good. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing from him in his post playing career after he retires from the Eagles in I've I, I very. I'm
1: very vividly remember after his rookie season when they lost in the divisional round to the falcons um remember they had beaten rg3's washington team in the wildcard round he was on the nfl network um like you know morning show for a conference championship week and i remember rich eisen talking about like he's always like the first dude who shows up he's there, like at 5 a.m whatever for you know that show and russ was already there like in the makeup chair or whatever it was and like like he, like my point is like he, like he is a grinder, and like I respect that above anything else. Like, like we're bloggers. Like I respect the grind and the hustle, and that is who the Russell. Real hardworking
2: is. people. Yeah.
1: I mean, no, but like you got to grind to be a blogger. That's All I'm saying, like, there's a grind. You know what I'm talking about. But like in a in a much more respectable way, Russell Wilson is a grinder. So I, you know, respect that. You got, you got. Sometimes you know, you know what they say, BLG. You know, the, the meat doesn't grind itself, and, and so you
2: know. Did you see Jimmy Kemski's calm about uh, why the Eagles should trade for Russell Wilson? Did you get a glimpse no, of that? No, and I don't care.
1: Okay. It's, if it's so that I can talk like this every week, then I'm cool with it.
2: Yeah, you're welcoming. Well, you, you kind of do think <laughs> Russ is washed a little bit. You're kind of, or at least more so than maybe He's, some people. I think
1: his, his peak is behind it. That's how I would
2: verbalize I, it. so the way that um, Jimmy actually put it, I think, uh, I heard him on the radio talking about his interview today. He was on WIP in Philly. Um. He was saying he felt like he almost saw like like the best of Russell Wilson that he's ever seen in his first five games before he got hurt last year. And obviously the numbers are there to kind of help support that. But just based on like watching him, not just even looking at the stats, uh, that's how he felt. So I really the thing that kills me, RJ, about like I don't I don't think Russ is gonna be an eagle in part because I don't think he's gonna want to come here or whatever. Like this idea that like the Eagles are too far away to trade for Russell Wilson. I just I hate it so much. It is the bane of my existence. I really cannot. It just makes no sense to me. Like, what are you talking about? You're too far away to have a Hall of Fame quarterback. According to this one metric that it's not like the certified thing, but I tweeted out yesterday because it helped support my argument. So therefore it's a good piece of data. Um, guy named Arjan Menon. Who kind of contributes to PFF? He came out with this quarterback health yeah. composite score thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw this, um, and I don't. I couldn't find one for the end of the season, but this was from like early December. So you know, a good sample size here for most of the season. Jalen Hurts was second in this metric last year, and that's not me saying I believe like the Eagles have the second best quarterback situation of any team in the NFL. I don't think that's the case. But this, people people are acting like they're like 32nd or like, you know, 30th. Like they're at the very bottom of the league and you get a quarterback and it doesn't even make a difference. Like that is so stupid to me. It's crazy. And it's like, you have the picks now. You're not going to have them later. Like, I, I just think the time to get Russell Wilson, if you can get him, is now.
1: The time is now. BLG is the first person to ever say that sentence in any capacity in the history of mankind. Um, this was a good Just Written Baby episode. Um, next week, we'll be getting ready for free agency. So it'll be a little bit more organized. But um, on Twitter, Brandon Gunn. On Twitter, RJ Ochoa. Hashtag Mixtape Morning. So let us know which morning show you prefer. Uh, BLG, this is March. The last eight words belong to you.
2: RJ can't win MVP on his own podcast. I hate you. Hate everybody. We love you. We love you. Panabiochi. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash claude, C-L-A-U. D E
0: today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.